0: gang you are listening to the number one blues flames combined hockey podcast out there don't check the numbers they are undisputed i as always am your man mitts and with me is the buffest dude around twigs thank you i probably shouldn't have ended that with a question in intonation uh, but we, the pause was on this yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling this week pal i feel great
1: uh I, I we're getting snow it's uh, howling like crazy winter's here baby uh weather's projected for all week snow so uh goodbye fall and summer and hello sadness a lot of indoor stuff now but no i'm doing great uh loving life yeah you know the cash so it's been great Attaboy. how about you mitts
0: how about you well uh if you listen to the last episode you know i had really big plans this week and uh i won't go into too long because i know it makes you a little bit squeamish, okay. th- pal but i i got my first colonoscopy uh i am a big proponent of movember There's my bracelet right here uh and i am growing up the stash so this month in honor of November, i got my first colonoscopy a bit of an older guy these things have to be done it really wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad at all uh and uh pretty much clean bill of health. Pretty stoked on that. Everybody out there, anybody out there listening, if you're on the fence about it, or if you feel like you're overdue or you're not sure, get it done, get it done. This is the exactly the type of preventative medicine that is really, really, really important. And it's okay to talk about it. I thought we were going stream from the, from the doctor's office. I thought that was doc. The- doc said, no, doc said, no. Damn. Damn. I kept asking him to hold the camera so I could, stream it and he said his hands were busy so yeah yeah i don't think you could do that it's yeah
1: like tripod you know maybe <laughs> yeah. Come
0: yeah now that i know what it's like it'll be able to bring in the crew we can you know get intern jimmy in there with the <laughs> ring light and everything get my yeah. good side mm-hmm. yeah I love that's it. the front the front side just for for anybody's uh questions mm-hmm. but man i gotta tell you though um i am feeling great it has been a great week because that was something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and so it's been weighing on me a little bit, and uh, I can safely say that the uh, sedative that they gave me has worn off. It was days ago now, and I'm still floating and feeling good. Uh, it it was a big stress relief to, to get that done and to get the clean bill of health, so I'm pretty stoked. I'm happy to be here, happy to be sticking around, and uh, yeah, let's get it done.
1: I'm loving the awareness you're bringing. I think that's awesome. Um, cause I, for one, totally forgot all about that. Uh, so now I have that in the back of my mind to make sure my booty hole is getting checked here right away. Um, in the couple of years. So yeah, I, I appreciate all you're doing, man. That's a, uh, that's great. That's what I'm here for.
0: Yeah. We got some fun stuff today, uh, gang, we have a, a little bit of a segment that we're going to kind of, uh, can i keep up uh we talked about it last week it's just basically gonna be our fan base temp checks uh we do we do like to cover all of the nhl but you know as a as a flames fan with twigs myself pardon me uh, as a blues fan uh i think it often gets lost that we are fans and we've got to give ourselves that ability to to express that so we're gonna do that first we're gonna kick it off with this little temp check and i think we should start with the flames because I, I feel like it's going to go better. You feel like it's going to go better. How, how are things in Flames World this week? How are we looking? So
1: right now, they are five and four, nine games played. I think it's the least, uh, well, no, tied with St. Louis, the least amount of games in the NHL played. I'm going to start with this, and, and it's been the big talk. And... The, the slogan in, in Flamesland is in Daryl we trust and, and all that. And I love the guy. He's Jack Adams winner. He's got the rings. He's got the jewelry and all that. But God damn it. Like you can't, you don't have the scoring you had last year. And you have these kids in the AHL that could help with speed, could help with scoring, could help with a lot of those things. And he is so determined not to use them. But how? But why? Explain yourself. I will, I will. When Milan Lucic is playing in your top six after you go five and one, it is unexcusable. And it falls on one guy. It falls on the head coach. You didn't sign Sonny Milano because you didn't like his camp. You didn't keep up Jacob Pelche because you didn't like his camp. To be fair, his camp was terrible. But Matthew Phillips had a great camp. Conor Zari looks like a stud. All these players could add better minutes than Milan Lucic playing 17 minutes on the second line. And no, I, I feel like, especially hockey culture and all these guys, and I don't know what his method to madness is. He's got to have a plan. He's got to have something that like actually makes sense on the why he's doing this. It makes no sense why a piece of jewelry when you won it 20 years ago or 10 years ago can cover all your mistakes. Now, the present day, Milan Lucic gave away the Seattle Kraken game. Just straight up turnover, blue line, four on one, other way, game over. Sorry, Jacob Markstrom, we didn't help you out. I mean, Dan Vladar didn't help you out there. Next game, Adam Ruzicka, young kid, 24 years old, not very consistent. But to be fair, does he have the minutes to really prove that he can be consistent? No, because one mess up he does, he's benched for 10 games. The whole thing I get winning a Stanley Cup is hard. I get it. It's not easy. Hell, I have never seen one with my two oh not like with my eyes as a flames fan. I've watched videos of it, it looked amazing, but no, I was not here. It makes no sense that you can use that as an excuse. Oh, that man's won a cup. I don't give a shit. That man can't skate. He can't skate <laughs> on the broadcast. Oh, look how fast he is. Cool, but the the place, the Puck dies on a stick. The play's over. Milan Lucic is great. Fourth line, 12 minutes a game. Awesome. If you're moving him in the 15, 17-minute mark, yeah, you're. it's not a good recipe. And today, Daryl finally, like, he's like, yeah, I don't know why I switched lines at five and one. Yeah, no, you're a freaking, you're dumb. Right now, you're being dumb. And I don't know what, me- like, message he was trying to prove, but in a league where you need to get points to, like, stay on top and to stay afloat, that was the dumbest freaking. I don't even know what to say. Temperature's high. It's stupid. Now they're playing the Devils tonight, who's coming in hot. Just had like just beat Edmonton, scored three goals uh, in the third period. The first time Edmonton has let that happen uh, since 2004. They are a good team. And I'm telling you, if you're going to trot out Trevor Lewis, Milan Lucic, fucking Kevin Rooney, like, fuck that guy, man. Like he sucks. Um, yeah, that's where I am right now. That's where I am. We all want to blame Jonathan Huberto. Why? He's trying to make plays. It's not his fault. They're not going in the net. I don't know. That's where I'm at. I don't think you thought I'd get that hot, but I'm pretty hot. Like I'm sweating right now. Like, in, it's just. Yeah. funny. No, it,
0: fair enough. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you make a good case for, uh, frustration there, I yeah. guess, uh, from my perspective, Uh, which is being on the bottom of the standings, everybody above looks like they're in a better situation. Um, Not to segue too quickly, but as a Blues fan, uh, I can't find the panic button fast enough. I, I tweeted out last week, I don't think it was even a full seven days ago, that we all needed to pump the brakes. This was a championship squad. These things take time sometimes. These things happen. It is a completely different story right now. I am sorry that is that was wrong. It is the time to panic. Uh, the the sky is falling, and uh, I I don't even know what to say um, the don't go near the the St. Louis Blues Reddit uh, page. Oh my goodness, it's it's not healthy. It's bad. Things are going very poorly. Uh, but all the all of the fans are almost. Let me put it this way: uh, listening to me right now. Uh, I'm going to tell you I'm probably one of the most positive fan outlooks still uh, because things, I mean, Jordan Bennington is not playing poorly, uh, but he's still up to his antics. Uh, The defense is not getting in anybody's way. Uh, We're blowing leads, getting blown out left, right, and center. Uh, The young guys are not they've all taken a step back. It seems the old guys have all taken a step back. It feels like everybody has just decided to coast and we're like 10 games in. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, Doug Armstrong uh, came out and uh, talked about it. And he said squarely, like, this is, uh, this is not on the coach. This is in the players. The players have to figure this out. There are rumors of two different physical altercations in the locker room between players on two different occasions. Allegedly, that's why Booch missed time because he hurt himself in one of those scraps. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, this is a team that after last year, i I felt like, wow, we're 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 setting up well. They got a lot of good things in place. Of course, we're not perfect, but this is, uh, yeah, this is the time to panic uh, because if things don't turn around, Dougie's not going to sit by and just let it happen. He's going to start pulling the trigger. Guys are going to start getting moved. Uh, We've got Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko, who I wouldn't say are the problem, but they both are on expiring contracts, and I'm sure a lot of teams would love to add those guys for a Cup run. Uh, for depth and to to put them over the top, uh, I I feel like we're on the edge of blowing it all up again, and we've just signed two young men to long term big money contracts, so it's not good. It's not a good time to be a Blues fan. It's a very scary and insecure time to be a Blues fan.
1: Yeah, I would say. <clears throat> you handled that well because three and six right out of the gate is not great, especially when you're supposed to have all this scoring that um, they had last year. Hell, I picked them to be top two team in that coming out of the West and just hasn't worked. Uh, I will just put this little cherry. If there was one year to suck. And this is the same conversation as like Vancouver had a couple of weeks ago. This would be the year to suck. Like, I'm just saying like, if Calgary just starts to like, you know, mediocre, sell them, get rid of it. Let's do it. Let's tank it. Let's get it. Let's go get like either Fantilli, Bedard, one of those guys. And I'm not saying your chances are high, but the top 10 in this draft class is amazing. Right? So there's always that little cherry where like another years it sucks, but I I don't see the blue sucking for long. I just don't. I, I, again, I think to your point, do I think Tarasenko might get flipped? Yeah. I think that makes sense. I could see an O'Reilly contract. Um, coming that to me, that makes more sense than Tarasenko. I feel like they have a lot of scoring on the wings and centers are harder to find. Now his game has been from where I'm watching subpar across the board. And I just got to like, say, say, one thing about Jordan Bennington, knock it off. My guy just, it's not about you. It's not, it's, it's not about like Jordan, Jordan. I get it. You're feisty. We all know you're a bit of a diva we get
0: it stop being a
1: douchebag
0: he's gotta have the smallest ween in the league
1: it's gotta be tiny man like it's
0: like we're gonna be talking micro because the weird way that he exerts himself and like it's, yeah. it's like, what just are you, doing? you know and and that's it like you see him bumping other teams players like it was this Sorokin. I think Sorokin. He was, he was, who, who like towers him too, right? It's like, well, well, this is just after like same as like last year. Was it last year when he, when he was like John at uh, Leonard and Leonard was like, I don't know what he thought he was going to do. Like, Leonard's like a heavyweight and Bennington's a, like a, a bantam weight. Like, this is yeah. insane. All that gear is not going to protect you from Robin Leonard just mauling you if you get too close.
1: Like, the dressing room's got to be
0: sick of that. No? I, I got to assume, and then it doesn't help. Like, Blues fans were just beside themselves when when we when they let Perron go. I was not remotely bothered by it at the time. Um, a because of his stupid high in the playoffs, um, which got no. T- I got no time for that. I got yeah. no time for you costing us a game over that kind of bullshit. Like, keep your head. If you can't, if you can't keep your head, then, then they get it lost. This isn't, it's crazy. Um, it was the next game too. So you can't tell me that like you're, 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 you know, you went out there, you targeted, you caused us to lose that game. He's that was weird. taking in a deep breath. Uh But then of course, Philly Huso who has a terrible defense in front of him for the most part is having a, he's having a wonderful year. He's having a wonderful year. Charlie Lindgren playing in uh Washington's not, pl- not doing a, too bad for himself either. Uh These are, goaltenders that played for the blues last year and helped us get there i Binner can play at a high level and i i still think that he is playing relatively well i think he's being hung out to dry and i think he's an idiot um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know what to say there it's it's not great
1: no it's not great it's again like i had a, you know the flames first line still hasn't scored jonathan Huberto has not scored a five on five point yet um I just have to like calm down a bit and like relax. I'm like, we're nine games in it's fine. The only difference between our two situations is flame have five wins. The St. Louis blues do not have five wins. And they're young guys that they just like, they're like, no, we're going to stick with Cairo. We're going to stick with Tom uh, Thomas. They just paid him a lot of money. And Cairo has been invisible. Like, which is what it is. It's just different scenarios. One has a couple more wins. The other one doesn't Again, Let's relax temperatures high but it's only nine games in
0: <laughs> you're like no help bro. Where, no where's where's the panic button <laughs> yeah, i love it i love it uh let's uh let's try to take a take a deep, deep breath take a step back uh mm. let's talk about some news and notes uh yep. before we before we uh get to the big segment we have for you guys today uh at time of recording, NHL just wrapped up in Finland. They decided to send uh, the the halves and the Blue Jackets over to Finland to play a weekend series. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, dumb. Kind of, it's so dumb.
1: It's so dumb. It is the dumbest thing possible. Okay, so those those games matter. Imagine if it wasn't a team that sucked so much like Columbus, but it was like Colorado and Vegas, right? And now you got to travel all that way. And it's like not normal, and you lose a couple games, and now you're four points back, right? Look Mm -hmm. at what happened in Nashville. They went to – where did they go? Prague? Is that where they went?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they went to Prague, come back, and they just kept losing. They were just like awful. Now, again, I don't know if that's because of the Prague or if it's just the National Predators. I just think that regular season games count, like a a broad counting in the regular season makes no sense. You want to do a bunch of preseason games? Yeah, let's do it. Sure, why not? You have so many more roster players on your roster, but I just think it's so dumb. It just makes no sense. And I get it. They're all all flying first class. They all have bougie food. They're
0: all getting the Royal trip. I don't give a shit. It's still stupid. It's still dumb. I think it'd be interesting. It could be interesting if they did it like at the all-star break, if they did a thing where they took a week and they put games all over the world. And so the entire league at the same time played at different areas, that would be a good exposure thing. No one gains an advantage over not having to do all that travel or coming back on a short week or any of that stuff. It would, that would be kind of fun and and interesting to see that all over the world in that way Uh, and giving them a time to, you know, just not get run down by jet lag basically you know it's uh it's so it, it's kind of a nuisance I mean it for for Finnish fans I'm sure it's it's super awesome to get that uh, locally. I hopefully they didn't charge them the way that they charge prices over here yeah. um uh, because price of what is it what's sixty nine euros into Canadian for not good not I think it was, are they still one and a half is one and a half
1: for two or something like that I think it's like that yeah hold on yeah. I, think, I think I saw that was the price of them. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks, so it's the same price, I guess. Yeah, come get this cool gear. It's just the NHL logo with the Columbus and Colorado. Not that cool. I don't know. Honestly, uh, I will say this. Pat, can I read Patrick Line's quote to you today? Uh, yes, please. Like this is this is amazing to me. One of the most one-dimensional players that plays in the NHL. This is his quote: A guy that does not play defense, incredible, um, and he's finished. So, like, he went to his home, like home country, did well, scored a goal, all that. It sucks. I'm kind of wishing this trip had never happened. After this, <laughs> I feel like it was a waste of time for us. It sucks. That's all I've got to say, buddy. You suck. Like you suck. You want to play power play the whole game? I get it. Your, uh, your shot, amazing. We've heard all about it. But a team with Johnny Goudreau, Patrick Linea should not be embarrassed the way they've been embarrassed all year. Even Zach Wierenski, even Elvis is a solid goaltender. They have mm-hmm. solid pieces. They get embarrassed every game.
0: I think they just got their first power play point, didn't they? They got three this week. Yeah,
1: they got yeah. two to the first game, one today. Yeah. Little
0: boon general
1: you know what I mean it's nice
0: yeah I want to circle back on something that you said earlier just so nobody makes uh, misunderstands yeah. uh when you made this the comment about uh broad counting doesn't make sense you meant like broadly as in large swaths not like broads like women doesn't make no, sense
1: Sorry, I think I said abroad <laughs> oh I'm no just, I see where I see where the confusion is uh, I'm just giving being,
0: you I'm just yeah I'm just giving you a hard yeah. time
1: I'm not talking about women, but I, I guess we could be, but I don't know. Not no. on this pod. No. Not on this safe shelter. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: uh, <laughs> well, you'll be excited about this next piece. Um, your best friend, Alexander Ovechkin, tied Gordy Howe. Time recording, uh, he probably has still his game left today, but he mm-hmm. tied Gordy Howe's uh, uh, second all-time on scoring, I think it was um or was it the oh no more most goals yeah. most goals f- with one team so yeah. uh he got a nice picture with uh, gordy's son i believe it was um who, the son accomplished it yeah no, son but... looks son looks old as heck as well but uh then it goes so does so does Ovi with that uh mostly salt very little pepper uh hairdo he's got left going on there so uh i guess in the obi fandom you guys are must be rejoicing this is a been looking forward to this we we talked this could happen this week and it did yeah it was great that he could do it. you know
1: from all the shaming you do and criticizing of Ovechkin it was nice to see he could score on a tie the record um by scoring on Billy Huso uh former St. Louis Blues you know goaltender so that was nice um no it was good it's uh I don't know I guess it's a cool achievement like any achievement that he does is pretty incredible because he puts the puck in the net like nobody else. Well, Patrick Laine thinks he can, but he can't. That yeah. bomb needs to like just play defense. Sorry, I am just ramming Columbus these last two days. Back to Ovechkin. Yeah, it's good. It's great. I'm glad to see it. I didn't really get me out of my seat. Like I was like, oh, that's a cool achievement. But I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for him to break Wayne's re- record. Yeah. <sighs> Think that about how happen. happy Putin's going to be when he does that. Oh, my gosh. Let's start a war. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Hey, I don't go very south often. That was the southest I think I've ever gone.
0: (laughs) Unintentionally, anyways. Uh, Let's move on from your (laughs) Russian propaganda. Uh, (laughs) uh, The final big uh, news that uh, we wanted to bring up and discuss uh, is that the sends are apparently looking to sell. They they've brought in uh, you know a firm to to represent them to to investigate to to make sure it uh, it all goes smoothly. I did read some areas that it looks like it's hard to tell right now if they're looking to sell entirely or majority or sell off minority pieces. It does sound like they're looking to sell entirely. Um, I think it's entirely because
1: they also have the clause in there that has to stay in Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. So that would make
0: sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And if, so that's, I mean, I think my favorite article that immediately came out from there was with the Beaverton. I'll I'll say that first is that uh, they were worried that somebody would move the team to Ottawa. Um, so... <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the Ottawa centers play out of Kanata, which is yeah. not. Super. Well, it's not so the same place. It. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that uh, it's not uh, what it's you usually out. see. Yeah. I mean, even when Eugene was there, I think the calls were there for it. Yeah. Uh felt like the relationship, uh, even though to his credit, Eugene did take the, the team when it was out of bankruptcy, made it, helped build them up to a relevant uh, franchise for a long time. Yeah. Um uh, with uh those good years
1: Cups than uh Stanley Cup finals in the recent history than most Canadian teams. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. several of them combined. Yes. Um <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh that's uh I think yeah, I think we all see it feels like it's kind of overdue. Uh or not overdue, but it was it was coming. Um one way or the other. What is unusual is you don't usually see usually the when they're prepping for sale, they, they tend to, you know, strip it down so that it's, it's, you know, all prospects and all draft picks and the new ownership could potentially do whatever they want. Whereas right now they've actually kind of loaded up and they've created a value, more valuable product, arguably. Um, so it's interesting. It's nice to see, I think too often we see that slow crawl towards sell that they deny, they deny, they deny, but they do all the obvious things where they start trading people away they stop, resigning and players
1: trying to save money right if you're trying to sell it then yeah. why spend money um where the melnick daughters loaded up and yeah. give them credit they 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 were the i'm sure there's other people and I, I just like to give them a lot of credit because eugene took a lot of crap but um they went and got to bring cat drafted well locked up all their big players they downtown arena looks like it's coming right yeah is there a better time to sell no, I don't I
0: mean, know. Yeah. Yeah. Anna and Olivia, I want to shout them out on the pod just because, you know, I'm sure they're big listeners. So
1: far, you know?
0: Yeah. huge. And uh, yeah, good for, I mean, yeah, like they, look, they, they're both in their early twenties. They probably, even if they love hockey or they love the senators, you, there's, that doesn't make sense to try to own a team at that age, you know, go live your lives, go enjoy, retire in your early twenties and chase your dreams now. Um, And it also opens up the just hilarious and partially uh, true speculation around something like Ryan Reynolds being involved in an ownership group, because now that he's got his Wrexham ownership um, and everyone's so fond of that now, it's looked upon so favorably uh, that that was the cause. And I think that there may or may not be some truth to whether or not he is. I don't think he'll be a majority, though. Know?
1: Like I'm sure he'll buy, and I can't see Ryan Reynolds being majority.
0: No, I'm sure Ryan Reynolds has plenty of cash. Uh, he's a liquor baron, cell phone uh, plan baron, uh, Disney money up the wazoo. He's not hurting for money. Football, but, yeah, he's got everything. But that's but, but we're talking billion dollar franchise. Yeah. It's a different stratosphere. But uh, how much did yeah. it sold for? Do you remember? Because they just got sold last year. No clue. Okay, no cool. But the, I mean, if we had been, if we'd done our homework, uh, I know the valuations of the clubs just came out like a week ago. Yeah,
1: so it was like six hundred and sixty-eight million or something was for the Ottawa Senators, I think it was. I think so. Yeah, they were pretty high. Well, they weren't pretty high. They're actually quite bottom half. But um, yeah, one of the more affordable franchises. Man, the other thing too is. A lot, I'm sure there's a lot of people, especially in Canada. It doesn't tell me a price on that. Um, especially in can- in Canada, you don't get these these opportunities do not come up often, like ever. Like Pittsburgh got sold to Fenway. It wasn't like it was a private organization. They already owned the Red Sox and a couple other. I think it's Liverpool too. They own a lot of big things. Sure. Now they own Boston, Pittsburgh, Liverpool. They they own a ton of things. To be a private owner like Eugene, um, those. Those opportunities don't come, so I'm sure there's like a bunch of people biting at the, the bullet here to spend all their dough. Um, as long as it's not Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, I'm I'm totally happy. I'm totally, oh, happy. I'm totally fine. Oh. So, yeah, because I yeah. I think I think, I think uh, the Redskins, not the Redskins, the Commanders, they've changed their names three times in the past five years, um, which is good. Um, we went from Redskins to WTF to Commanders. I still think they should have kept WTF. Um, WFT, no, WTF. That's what we're gonna <laughs> Um, I think Jeff Bezos is trying to buy that one. So, all these wow. rich guys, anyways,
0: I'm sure that won't go wrong. Congratulations! Oh, my
1: <laughs> sidetrack there, it doesn't take much.
0: Oh, all right. Uh, That's all the news that we think is fit to discuss uh, at this hour. So we're going to go right now to our next segment, Mm. which, uh, while the name may not be totally original, is the first time it's appearing on this show here. So we're going to call this the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Now we each have come up with our own inspiration for each. Uh, We didn't discuss it. As far in advance as we probably should have but we have our own stories to tell you uh and let's start off with the good and okay. uh, if you don't mind i'm going to go first so i think the good that i want to highlight is new jersey the new jersey devils are flying high right now in part because of the emergence of captain nico Heesher and jesper bratt they're getting excellent goaltending uh from Mackenzie Blackwood, but more so even from Vita Vanacek, who was cast off as no longer worth it and no longer worth trying to develop in Washington. And he's played great for them. Those guys are absolutely flying. They look great. It's a pretty young team as well. This is the team, this is the play that I was hoping to see the last couple of years. And I'm really excited uh, because I've been kind of keeping my eye, eye on Nico Heijer. and A lot of people for the last couple of years, I've been talking about how he's a bust because he's not coming out and being the, the Connor McDavid, the Leon dry side, the Austin Matthews. He's not lighting it up, but what he is doing is playing standout hockey. And I think he may not be that elite, elite level superstar cover of the video games. He is going to be an excellent, excellent leader with a long career, you know, health pending and the devils are lucky to have him along with uh, a lot of other guys that are in, are just stepping into their prime. So, for me, the good is these breakout Devils. Good on you, Devils. I
1: just want to like touch on things. He might not be a superstar, but Nico Heesha is going to win a multiple Selkie Awards. He was locking down McDavid. Oh, baby's crying. All right, live pod. Here we go. Um, he was locking down Connor McDavid last game. And I also want to say, in Jesper Brat, we trust. The man is insane. Six-round draft pick coming out. Small, I saw a wild take by some high hockey Twitter, and it was like, what was it? It was like, oh, the, the New Jersey Devils should trade yes for Brad because they can't win with Nico Heischer, uh, Jack Hughes.
0: <laughs> Can you hear my job? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say no.
1: <laughs>
0: but you can't. Well, I want, I don't want, you know, we're, we're powering through. We got this. We're powering through. Um, can't stop, won't stop. I lost. And yes for brat.
1: And you gotta trade one because yeah, oh my gosh, you can't win with three five foot eight or whatever players. So trade one. No, nah, that's that's false. New Jersey Devils are wicked. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed up here. The Boston Bruins are my good. And you might be like, oh my gosh, Tyler, have you not looked at the news or anything like that? No, I have. I've read everything that's come out. I've really trying to take in as much knowledge before I made my conclusion to to the situation. And what I can say is, I'm going to say the Boston Bruins players that are, have the ten and one record, and coaching staff that have the ten and one record, are great. They're good. They're they're achieving the highest scoring team in the NHL. Their goalie tandem seems to be amazing. They they aren't even fully healthy. David Pasternak is going to get made. Is going to get paid so much money this offseason. The downside is the management group. You pieces of shit. Like you are awful individuals, even to think about what you did, not even to go um, to the NHL and ask, even though we had a rare Gary Bettman win today, saying uh, this player that I'm not going to name will not be in the NHL. So uh, the Boston Bruins roster, the players that called out the situation, the captain, Nick Foligno, multiple players that all all called him out. Good. That's awesome. Continue to play hockey. Be the players you are. Your team's amazing. Let's get going. I'm gonna put headphones in.
0: All right. well, let's go uh the The bad is going to be easy because we did talk very briefly beforehand, um just to make sure and see if this would work because we didn't talk in far enough in advance. And uh spoiler, we both picked the blues as the bad. Now, you heard my fan rant earlier uh, about just how how panicked the franchise fans are right now but the blues are a mess i said there's rumors of fights in the locker room um they started off three 0 they've lost six straight now the crux of the issue as it's being reported is kind of centering around these young guys that got these huge contracts that haven't proved anything yet and now have rolled into this year Jordan Cairo is getting a lot of the heat for this, especially, and are are either ghosts or are huge, obvious liabilities. Just playing with no real uh, intensity or intention or, or, or anything at all. Just completely lackadaisical out there. To see a team that did so well last year, and had so much continuity and has had a lot of continuity since winning the Stanley cup to see the team start the season and fall apart this quickly. is mind boggling. And Ty, I'll throw it to you if you want to add anything to that and, and just kick any, this dead horse. Uh, but for my bad, it's the St. Louis blues.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. I think the St. Louis blues are my bad too. Just in the sense that, um, I think they're going to stay in the bad? No, I don't think they're going to stay in the bad. But everything that you said makes complete sense. And it's just a situation that I don't think any of us in hockey or hockey fans saw coming. Uh, You just came off like a team with the most 20 goal scorers, I think, in NHL history. Goaltending was all Jordan and Biddington seemed to be back. And it just hasn't worked. And um, slow starts kill teams, slow starts kill playoff hopes. Um, And that's what we could be seeing with the St. Louis Blues. And, And all I would say is, I'm still pretty optimistic that they're going to get out of it, that they're going to start rolling and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I could see as, uh, as a fan and as a player in that team, how frustrating that would be. So my bad is also the St. Louis blues. I'm not going to go too much on. We we've talked a lot about that situation.
0: Yeah. Why don't you give me your ugly,
1: uh, my ugly. And I've talked about these guys for two two weeks now is the Columbus blue jackets. What a dumpster fire. It's just a complete dumpster fire. Goaltending sucks. Oh, Hey, let's solve our defensive problem. Let's sign four by four, Erica Branson, right? Uh, that let's try it. Let's see, let's see, you know, let's see how good he is. He's terrible, awful. Every defensive partner that he's paired with his Corsi numbers go, they go right out the drain. His goals for per 60 right out the drain. He is analytical dumpster fire. And it's showing on the ice. Um, and what this proves, the Columbus black, uh, (laughs) blue jackets prove is, um, you can sign the biggest fish. And, And I think we had this conversation too, at the trade deadline, um, you could sign the biggest fish and it can like not improve your team. They moved out their best two way forward. And, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrad, who's looking great in Seattle, seems to be doing just fine. Um, it seems to have made a huge difference. That team's on a roll. You brought in Johnny Goudreau. Again, he's putting up a, the numbers, but defense looking a little bit suspect giveaways, all that kind of stuff. And what you're seeing is just like a team that's built on one player. Those teams never work. They don't have a starting center. Like Boone Jenner, love them. He brings it every game, gritty, all that stuff, but they don't have a, you know, a top, top line center. They don't even have a second line center. Uh, They got a lot of prospects that are struggling this year. Cole Sillinger, who had a great rookie year last year, just not the same guy. And yeah, I just think it's ugly. And I don't think it's going to get better. I think they're in the running for Connor Bedard and you could really easily see them achieving that goal. If you want to call it, if you want to call that a goal, you could easily see it. Um, And it has to go across the board. The biggest thing that you see with coaches that go in and, and show success is it's not just like, Oh, Hey, go put up five points. It's Hey, no, we have to pay, play a certain structure in each zone to be successful. And what you're seeing is sloppy play in the offensive zone, which leads to bad transition defense, which then leads to the opposing team score. You see it every Blue Jackets game, and it's ugly right now. It is ugly. That's yeah. ugly.
0: Yeah, fair. It is pretty – it's tough to watch. I'm going to suggest that you've been bagging on the Blue Jackets for a little bit longer than two weeks, but uh, I do hey, understand hey, it. you have no At problem. Least, at least the last two weeks are related to their uh, on-ice play. <laughs> My ugly uh, and uh, Ty, you you touched on it a little bit there. My ugly, uh, the Boston Bruins, particularly signing Mitchell Miller. I will say his name because I want to make sure everybody out there keeps that in mind, so that when they see this come up again in the future, they remember that what this guy's did has done, and, and the fact that he. Well, let's, let me get to this. So what's ugly about this is that the Bruins management, the team is playing so well right now under Jim Montgomery, and it's just a great year for them. So Bruins management decided, let's go ahead and embarrass ourselves and let's embarrass our entire organization by signing this guy who was let go, like just released from his his, his draft pick retention uh, by uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Arizona's got nothing going for them. It's a a team that might not even exist in a few years. And even they were like, no, no, we've got no interest in this guy, no matter how good he is. This is just all bad vibes. And we're not being, we we don't want to be a part of that. They did their homework. They talked to him. They talked to the victim's families. They talked to everybody involved. Um, I'm sure there were several teams looking at him the same way. The Bruins were. He had apparently an outstanding year last year playing for some hockey team in some lower league. By all accounts, from what I've read, which was including and especially a letter written by the family of the victim that uh, I retweeted uh, and shared on, on, on Twitter. So please, by all means, if you haven't already, go read that. He's shown no real remorse for his just disgusting and deplorable actions. He's only sorry that this is inconveniencing his career. He's made no reparations. Even the little actions that he has taken seem to be just, you know, helping out like friends of families, teams, being a part of these things that are just, it's so coddled and it's so protected. My disgust in him aside, because that happened when he was a child, yes, but he is meant to be a man now, an adult more importantly, it is okay to take responsibility and acknowledge actions in the past. And he has not, and without true remorse, there is no path forward. There is no redemption, flat out in my opinion, none. That's that individual. The Bruins organization was having an amazing start and management decided to go and sign this guy, Gary Bettman. We bag on Bettman every chance we get, but I'm going to shout out Bettman for doing this. Bettman immediately said he's not eligible to play in the NHL. They didn't even do their, they didn't even follow up with us to see if he would be eligible to play in the NHL. The AHL has since come out and said, we don't normally allow players to play in the AHL that are currently facing suspensions under other leagues, which he is. So he'll have to go before they'll have to put this case before the president to be decided. This is a player that. At this point, there's no reason to suspect he's even going to be allowed to play hockey in any NHL, AHL situation. The Bruins players have, to their credit, and I want to give a lot of credit to Patrice Bergeron for saying pretty well-spoken but unfiltered that the actions of this individual would not are not welcome in their locker room and is not would not be welcomed by anybody on that team in that locker room. To be so out of touch with society, with the people in your building, it's so offensive and so stupid that there's not even an argument to be made for it on any sense. It was a terrible hockey decision. It was a terrible business decision. None of it was thought through well. And there's a very high likelihood as far as most sane people are concerned that he's not gonna be a part of the organization the new year probably not by the next month why do this why validate someone who has not put in the work boston didn't speak to the victim's families at all they just took this guy's word on it that he's been making reparations victim's family came out he's not spoken to them He, he didn't give them an apology he wrote an apology letter that was ordered by the court and submitted to the court the family's never seen it they've had they've had interactions since then that have in their opinion, shown he's still not remorseful in the least. There, there, there's an obvious path forward. If it's taken, it has to be go through remorse. Otherwise, no. And we barely made it through the fir- first month of the season before going through one of these. Last year was a huge, disgusting mess because of all everything that came out about Chicago the playoffs and the off season were so hard to care about hockey because of all the hockey Canada bull finally cleared out the board. There felt like we would actually get some good hockey and get folks on the good stories. But here we are second month and we can't talk about hockey anymore. we got to talk about this bullshit.
1: See, so, see I, agree, I agree with you. I just, I really want to emphasize that unlike the situation that we saw in Chicago and again, We've talked hours about that. Talked a lot about it. It's awful and deserve those hours to be talked about. I I just think I'm really impressed with the players and the coaching staff this time. Management literally, (laughs) when they told them the team said, no, the players said, no, the coaching staff said, no, everybody said no. And like you said, other teams were interested. Yeah, other teams were interested. He got a signing, but bo- like a rookie signing bonus. Yeah. Like he got bonuses. You don't get that if you have zero leverage. How does a kid that like lost his right to be in the draft and that draft pick get bonuses? How's that possible? That the mm-hmm. only way that's possible is other teams were in on it. And those other teams, you guys are dirtbags. This kid does not. And again, I've heard the arguments. Oh, he was 14. He was I get that. I get the mistakes you make at 14. Or this kid has a track record of being a dick, bullying. And we're trying to get rid of that. And he doesn't care. He's, he lives by that. Didn't say sorry. Read the statement, the letter that uh, his family put out. Not, not Mitchell's, the victim's family put out. Just read it. And then do your judgment. It is a tough read. Yeah. It's a tough read. Be And then put yourself, if that was your kid, do that. And then be like, yeah. oh, he was 14, he changed. No, no, don't give me that. Don't give me that. We could use that for everything. Oh, he was 21. Oh, he was 25. Oh, he was this. Oh, he was that. Oh, that was 20 years ago. We just saw that with the Kyle Beach thing last year. Oh, that was so many years ago. Kyle Beach had to live with that every day this kid i live with it every day and now he's seeing this kid that bullied him all these years gets drafted then he loses that opportunity and then a team tries to re-sign him and he gets bonuses yeah get out of here so when i said the good it was not the management i just want to read like Mm -hmm. make sure i cement that it's all on the players that have been doing their jobs and those players realize that hockey culture is not great right now and they 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 spoke up Patrice Bergeron went on with Elliot Freeman and basically said, no, we didn't want this. We wanted zero part of this. Nick Felino again said it, we talked about it, but like, yeah, it's just, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling that this sport constantly keeps having these situations. It is mind boggling to me.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. No. It does, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get how you how you make that decision to to do that to your team. How you are so disconnected from what the entire organization feels to what to what hockey's trying to do as a whole that we're trying to move this game forward and make it a place where we can enjoy it and not constantly be depressed about all the Weird shit that goes on behind the scenes, and or or not behind the scenes, but gets swept under the rug, anyways. And isn't it uh, isn't it just peak hockey culture that, like you said, the players said no, the coaches said no, and the management did The fans said no, and the management did it anyway.
1: Yeah. Did it anyway. Yeah, they were just like, whatever,
0: because they because they wanted it. Because we're not going to
1: to We're not going to talk to Gary. We're not going to be like, hey, is this cool? After you yep. guys said he couldn't be drafted,
0: yeah, garbage, <laughs> garbage, garbage move, morally, yeah, culturally, and just an asshat business move. Just because not that that's more important, but I know some people will try to take that angle of like, well, you know, if somebody's going to sign him, you got to get that. No, they didn't even make sure that he could play. They've they've signed him, they signed him to a contract, and they're not even sure he can play at any point. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous so. it's insane that's enough of that that's uh that's the good and the bad and the ugly gang we'll probably bring that back once more uh, a couple more times this season really um because i'm sure we're gonna have god i hope the kids aren't as ugly next time
1: let's just hope the ugly is like hockey related
0: right like like
1: mine like columbus, like columbus ugly, you suck right? guys yeah enjoy johnny <laughs> god i miss him
0: <laughs> oh man Oh, goodness. What a, I oh, that that felt cathartic. I'm glad you guys could all be here, you know, cleared out, uh, cleared out of the chest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if anybody's still listening, we thank you for, uh, for putting up with us. We, uh, if you have any feedback, by all means, you can always always reach us, find us on Twitter at, uh, at Mitz and Twigs. Uh, you could find uh, me at Mitz Takes. Um, you can find Tyler on there somewhere. So I'm everywhere. You'll see, yeah. you'll see, you'll see, you'll yeah. see it yeah and uh you know what you might even find us uh some new clips on youtube at some point at and taking and 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 you know low low shots aside there um with uh with elon's work you might even find us on some different social platforms in the future First so
1: go straight instagram <laughs> hey, you know what's awesome though is before we exit we're gonna be verified real quickly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh please no please <laughs> i love it gang thank you so much for sticking with us you'll catch us again same time next week we can't wait to see you we hope you look forward to seeing us with that i am it's he's twigs be kind to one another yeah.